Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Tackle Drop Down with your ringmaster, Agent Frost, along with my participants. Whoa, 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 whoa. Tackle Drop Down? When did we change the name of the show? Has he been paying attention throughout the past a... four episodes that we've done? Apparently not. Gosh. Introduce yourself, please. I'm Big Daddy D, and I'm confused as hell. I'm Madam B, and I actually have been paying attention. Good. <laughs> when it comes to our pay-per-views, uh, predictions, and reviews, it's type of drop-down. If uh, we go on the topics in This Week in Wrestling, it's headlock and hip toss. Uh, now that everyone's up to speed, tonight's card, well, today's card, goes advertised. We are going to talk about NXT TakeOver... Portland. Portland. Portland, Oregon. Yes, and we also have a spicy main event for you. What is it? Tune in to find out. Dun, dun, dun. So with that being said, let's kick it off to the main card. Alrighty then, it is main card time! THX. <laughs> 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 Okay, um... That's one! That's one. Three times she has to go to the bathroom. Um, Wait for it. NXT take over Portland. Mm -hmm. There was not that much green in the crowd. I was shocked. No. It's kind of like going to UCF. Yes, we are in uh, Brian Zane's hometown. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, date and venue, please. The date was Sunday, February 16th, 2020. The venue was... The Moda Center in Portland, Oregon. Shout out to Damian Lillard. Yep. Get well soon, buddy. Because uh, he's been killing it this year. Bless anyway, his heart. So, uh... You don't even like basketball, so shush. You're right, but still. Yeah. And props to Melo for having a really good comeback. Yeah, surprisingly. So, there are six matches. Yep. The longest takeover and the first ever standalone takeover since England. Yeah, I mean that yep. which we which we realized like just before showtime we're like wait a minute. You cuz usually takeovers are on a Saturday not a Sunday. Are on a Saturday not a Sunday and they usually accompany one of the big four. Mhm. Or no, they That's just, why it's on a Saturday. They just they just accompany a pay-per-view. That's why it's normally on a that's why it's normally on a Saturday because the pay the Main car pay per views following up. Yeah. And I main kinda, brands, not yes. main. I can kind of see why they did this though, but couldn't they have done it on an actual like weekly show? I don't think they could have. Not takeovers. Yeah, especially not this card. Okay, that's this, fair. This card is a needs to be pay per view card. Yeah. All right, that's fair. I was just I was just wondering because I was confused. So for the record, ladies and gentlemen, if you're wondering about predictions, both uh, Frosty and myself have one loss on this card. Yeah. <laughs> the Queen lost ninety percent of them. As per usual, I'm I'm not shocked at this point. So, I'm, I'm, I'm used to losing. Although she did end last year beating us. Yeah. you yeah. Really? Yeah. I beat you guys last year? Yeah, at the December pay-per-view. TLC. At TLC. 
Oh, damn. Because we all decided to play Screw It and go... Either TLC or Survivor Series. Check, no, we, we checked, checked Survivor the... Series. Oh, God. I, I was Survivor Series. I, I think one of the few times I had a losing record was Battle for Glory. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> I think we all had losing records. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. All right, so first up on the card was the North... They started out with the North American Championship match, which was kind of interesting to start out with, but it does kind of go mm-hmm. to that NXT format of... Kick it off hot. Start hot and hot and hot and let the middle of the card be the middle of the card. Mm-hmm. So you had Keith Lee versus Dijakovic in a slobber knocker of a match. Yeah. And the third longest on the card at 20 minutes and 20 seconds. Very true. Uh, they had one bot spot with uh, them trying to suplex Keith Lee on the apron. But I'll give credit to that dude trying to suplex 300 pounder. And he did. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Look, he made, he made a really good adjustment mm-hmm. mid, I guess, suplex. Or mid powerball. Yeah. I mean, he saw that there wasn't enough room, so he literally just turned it into a powerbomb on the ring apron. Did you like the dive? The dives, plural, with Keith Lee sitting on the chair. Oh, I love that spot. <laughs> it just shows that not only are these guys six foot plus, 300 plus, but they're stupid agile for being that. Oh, yeah. Because that's only stuff you'd see. Like Ricochet or the skinnier, quote unquote, wrestlers that are flyers, do. I agree with you. Uh, this was this was a showcase for both. Yes. I gave it a four star. It was very nice. Good way to uh, open the show, and I wasn't bored with it. You know, it kept me interested. Yes. It and did. it was back and forth. You didn't really know who was going to win until the last move. So, not to mention, um, just shows, uh, yeah, it just shows the quality of both workers. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but hopefully, this is the last time they face each other because I think one of them they've had an on and off feud, and I'm just, I think Dijakovic, time to move on. I think Dijakovic's coming up in Mania. Well, we'll see about that. Um, what was that I think, mm-hmm. yeah, we, we're not, we don't know for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm giving it a four as well. Hardly any wasted movements. You had one teeny tiny little botch, but unless you were eagle-eyed like we are, you missed it, and he adjusted great. Shout out to Shia LaBeouf. Yes. Both of them... Just do it. Um, but both of them worked extremely well. I love the respect spot at the end between the two of them. That's yeah. Only, if you look at it, NXT's track record is the only time they do the respect spot is when somebody's getting moved. Well, that was in the past, but now since NXT's being known as the third brand... Let me rephrase that. A, a lateral okay. move to the yeah. quote. Because we've seen teasers like that before with Gargano. Yeah, and Gargano said, uh-uh. But the, the respect spot was great. I mean, this, this was definitely a... Nice, yummy, delicious appetizer to this six-course meal. Appetizer to the main course? Yeah. Big? I give it a four and a quarter, just because one big man to others. It was just a beautiful big man match. Definitely kept you surprised, that's for sure. Get me on the seat of my proverbial toes. Chef would be happy. Yes. (laughs) Chef would be pleased. Uh, Next match on the guard. 
to me, the snores card, the snore portion of the card. Okay. You have the... Street fight. Street fight. Mm. And to me, it was... Dakota Kai versus Tegan Knox. To me, it's just a, it was a snore fest. I gave it a three. Wasn't bad. Um, it was actually pretty decent for a street fight. Um, I love the... I, I enjoyed the I enjoyed the fire out of Tegan Knox. And Dakota Kai, you know, literally uh, attacking her uh, after... During her entrance to kick it off. Yeah, but... I mean, that's how you should do it when it's a blood feud. People yeah, take... Other promotions take notes. Hold WWE on. has a thing for pre-match assaults like that. Mm-hmm. And... Um, As our favorite uh, miracle worker. The, yeah, pre-match... In post-match assaults. Mm-hmm. So, if there was two. Um, well, there's actually one. Anyway. Technically two. Uh, they te- they tease the table spot, but they wait until the last moment of the match, which was decided by shenanigans. Yep. Because one of the Super former members of the uh, one of the former participants of the May Young Classic, Raquel Martinez. Yeah, they changed her name. She yeah. was formerly Raquel Gonzalez. So she. Oh, the cowboy chick. She yeah. She uh threw threw Tegan Knox onto said table. So yeet. Didn't break. Nope. But I think it, that just shows you how lethal it can be. Like, it's like, oh, no, the table didn't break. I'm like, if the table doesn't break, that's even worse. Yeah. If the table doesn't break, does that mean it's a gimmick table? Or a worker's table? Probably. Either one, maybe one of the two. Or she's just too light, she couldn't break it. No matter how well, much, I mean, the velocity. No matter how got. much force you put into that. Yeah, but, I mean, we saw that with the Dudley, the, the Dudley bomb. On an eighty pound, yeah, because you got freaking three hundred pound Bubba Ray doing it. Mm-hmm. But I'm just using that as a, as going to your theory. Mm-hmm. She definitely wouldn't be light enough to break a table, or is too light to break a table. But with the right amount of force, yeah, anything can go through a table. True. Hell, a piece of paper can go through a table. I just think they need prop properly gimmick tables for the women. I agree. If you but really not those stupid to freaking TNA tables. TNA flimsy ass tables that you set them up the wrong way and they crack. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, Scott's uh, uh, Steiner Brothers versus Dudley's Bound for Glory 2007, or any of the women's t- yeah, any of the women's matches that involve tables. So I've been co- told like last two years. So yeah, three star, uh, not bad. Dakota Kai had some good spots in there. I did love the uh, teasing of the Pillmanizer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which I was she, waiting she to see Junior. Her, prop- I was waiting to see Brian Pillman Junior in the audience. Where she did poise the leg. I mean, uh, prop the leg into the chair and swack. Um, but yeah, it wasn't bad at all. Three star. Mm-hmm. Okay, on to you, Big. Uh, it's a take it for what it's worth. This is not sexist. This is not racist. This is not bigotry. It's your typical women's hardcore match for the E. There's no over-the-top spot on it. Mm-hmm. There's no oh-my-God spot like when you throw them in the cage and you have the right participants like at freaking War Games. So, I mean, I think that this particular fight probably would have been better in a steel cage match. Mm-hmm. That way they're limited in space. 
and can utilize said space better. Because they didn't even want going to the crowd. They didn't want make an attempt to get into the crowd. I mean, I don't really dink them from that, mainly I'm, because it's a cliche to go into the crowd. Yeah, but I guess you could say we've been accustomed to street fights getting into the crowd using the trash cans. Using tables. Using toiletry yeah. products. Kendo sticks, chairs, what have you. Well, the Fed has gone away from Kendo sticks lately. Yeah. I did love the trash can this spot, though, with the core guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I give it a two and a half, in all honesty. Okay. This is, in my opinion, the worst card, worst match on the card. Spoiler alert, Dakota won, in case you guys didn't watch it, mm. which is what I called, but she didn't win clean. I think we, we, all, called, we all called Dakota. Well, she called Tegan Knox to win. Mm-hmm. Ma- uh, madam, your thoughts? It's the queen. No, it's the madam. Copyright, dude, copyright. Yeah. Go ahead. Play next. She's the real queen. Okay. Are we are we gonna be quiet now so mommy can talk? She has the floor. Okay. Um, so I am giving this a two point five. Okay. As we sit as we noted on our uh, now new merch site, not great, not fa- not bad, not fantastic. It was meh. <laughs> it was meh as you know. We should seriously get just a shirt that says meh. When we go to freaking WrestleMania. We have a coffee cup. We we have a shirt that that can be on a shirt now. I know, I'm just saying. We should uh, have them printed for when we go to Impact and just point to it. If you guys don't know what we're referring to, stay tuned in the next week or so. I will oh. tell you more about that later. Yes, I'm sorry. Did I blow a surprise? Yes. I'm sorry. You just you teased it. it. I teased it? Okay. So, for the most part, this was... Yeah, not all the cliches were there. The going in the crowd, the fighting in other areas, following them with the camera. And I do agree with the big man. This could have been just a cage match. Yeah. And that would have been, and it still would have been, and it would have been a lot, lot better. Um, you could still have the shenanigans with Raquel. This, this to me just felt, it felt forced. By both participants. And I, w- I have to admit. I was a little disappointed. In it. Because it, you're, you're, you were building it up. To be this giant thing. And we got this. It, You know. It's kind of like getting. Like your favorite food. And not having it be seasoned correctly. It's. it's, it's bl- It was bland. It was boring. There were a couple times where they did the finish to a two count, and I'm like, okay, guys, come on. Mm-hmm. Can we wrap this up? I am tired, and I need to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this this was my pee break match. Okay. <laughs> so as, as sad as that sounds. So, yeah, two and a half. All right. Next match? Next match on the guard. You had Mr. Balor for the win over uh, Gargano, not so takeover anymore. Is it bad to say I didn't care about this match? No, because nah. none of us really did. I gave it a 275. Um, I, I think we're in agreement on that. Yeah, 275. Um, not bad, but I mean, obviously both guys can wrestle, and you had some good technical stuff thrown in, which is great. Uh-huh. Battle 1 with the 1916. Uh, Gargano actually got some booze, uh-huh. uh, stealing taunts from Finn. He got some dual chance in there. Uh-huh. 
But at the same time, it's kind of like watching two guys with similar styles that doesn't ha- that don't have the chemistry to produce a qual to produce a high quality match. Uh-huh. It was just kind of like them going through the paces a little bit. Yeah, and that's what it looked like. That that's what it felt like. It it felt like two guys sparring. It, yeah, and I'm just like, I and Japan is one thing, but in the WWE, Finn can't be a heel. I wasn't buying it throughout the whole match. With the right person, he can be a heel. Yeah, with... with, with Not with the promotion's proverbial babyface. And that's weird to say. It's like, you can't be a heel with the other guy's babyface. I think it's just the fact of his his mannerisms, his look, his, his overall style in the ring. See, he's not. it's not like Neville where he changed completely. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, I was just like, man, are you serious? Like, I, I, I just can't take him seriously anymore. It was, I mean, Daniel Bryan was able to make it work. Uh, Neville was able to make it work. Finn, I think he's missing something. My thing, like I said, you put him against uh, Ciampa, and he's instant top heel. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Because I, I have some access to grind on that. Yeah, no, I understand. But I'm just saying, it's like, you put him against the right person, he's a great heel. The problem is, he's not like Adam Cole, who's an all-around great heel. He's only a good heel. And even in Japan, he was a great heel with the right people. Because if you look at his run, even in the Bullet Club, when he had the junior, when he had the junior heavyweight, he was a face most of the time until he went against certain wrestlers. Well, I think the fact that because he would work well as a heel because he had his henchmen. And right now he don't have a henchman. <laughs> yeah, so. Although I'm still waiting for the actual PC to show up. Okay, I'm giving it a three. <sighs> okay. It. And as far as Finn being a heel is concerned, I think he doesn't do like a lot of the typical heel stuff. Like we see it with Adam Cole, you know, really trying to get under the skin. Um, same thing with The Miz, really trying to get under the skin of their opponents. Finn doesn't do that. And I don't think it doesn't make him believable as a heel. Um, I think it makes him believable as a tweener. Of like, okay, and you were mentioning with Neville and one other person. Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. They had a legitimate reason for going heel. Whereas Finn, he kind of does, but he really doesn't. He's not, he's not selling it in the same way. It's not a complete personality change. Daniel Bryan didn't have a reason to turn heel. Neither did, neither did Neville. Neville returned and turned heel. Yeah. Daniel Bryan turned heel mid midway through his championship match. They they didn't have a, a specific reason as to why they turned heel. Yes, they, they did. did. I mean, they, they, they had a mission as to why they were turning heel. Neville turned heel because he felt forgotten about when he returned. That's why he did what he did. Even though he got a pop, I I would understand if he didn't get injured. Right. And he was just battling mid carders. That makes sense. But if you're returning from injury. To pop from the crowd. Especially a pop like that. Yeah. I mean, even with Daniel Bryan, 
He had no reason to turn heel. He was facing AJ for the championship. Yeah, but he felt that, like a just, crusader when he had the belt, which made him a great heel. That's different. That's, when you get the yeah, belt, yeah, when you, you get the belt, perfect, perfect to way heel. to turn heel, not mid match. That's all I'm saying. Okay, but it took it took a lot win. out of the mid match. He just he just wanted the win. Yeah, primarily. like 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 have him win, have him be somewhat arrogant mm-hmm. while he has the belt. And just build that up with AJ. That way you have a proper turn. Right. But go ahead. But as far as this match is concerned, this match is was not the better one. And it took me out of it because, to be perfectly honest, I really didn't give a crap about this feud. Mm-hmm. As far, I don't think Finn does well in grudge matches. He does well in... Excuse me, matches for the title. And he does well in grudge matches for the title. If there's a strap on the line, he does well. If there's no strap and it's just an exhibition, okay, then it's just, all right, we got 20 minutes, let's get our crap in and leave. Like Randy Orton. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. It's, it's, that's all it is. It's really sad. I don't want to look at it like that, but I can't help it. So, but yeah. It was a three for me. Eh. Eh? Sleepy time match. This is when you fall asleep? Yep. Alright. I know where you're going. Moving on. Mm. Next up is the NXT Women's Championship match. Yes. The best match on the card, in my opinion. Mm. Okay. Um. Rhea Ripley defeats Bianca Belair. Alright, and um, state your case. Well, rating and thoughts. I give it a four point. I give it a four point five five. Okay. Because it was a women's match that had continuity. Mm-hmm. It had character. It had a story development, storyline basis. It was the end of a three match series, quote unquote. And both of them looked like they had access to grind with each other. Mm-hmm. So you had the face with an axe to grind, a heel with some massive axing, axes to grind. She probably went through quite a few axe bottles to get to it. Oh, come on, that's funny. Okay. Um, but overall, I mean, granted, we still didn't get a chance to see what we all want to see. And that's freaking Bianca Belair's freaking hair wig get ripped out. I swear to God, it's going to happen one of these days. But it puts over your face champion while still keeping your up-and-coming top female heel still in good faith and face with the heel crowd. Which is very rare to do in women's matches most of the time now. That's not a complete and utter beatdown. <laughs> I'm giving this match a three and a quarter. Um, this is the part where I disagree with the big man here. Uh, I think only one person cared about this match, and that was Bianca. Oh. That's what it seemed like to me uh-huh. throughout this whole feud. It was Bianca having something to prove against the champion. Because uh-huh. the champion... 
even though she's like, oh, I'm not looking through you or whatever. She has her eyes on Charlotte, so this is like all bump in the road type thing. Uh But Bianca, to her credit, she was a believable competitor. Uh Especially with, you know, I love the freaking uh, whip spot that that she did to Ripley. And you had that slap spot. Uh Pretty interesting. The finish, the uh, riptide from the top uh, to get the win, but but besides that, it was just, you know, it was a solid woman's match. Don't get me wrong. And there were some good spots in it. Mm-hmm. Hence why I gave it a three and a quarter. But I couldn't turn my brain off as the inevitable as to who was winning. And then you have the post-match assault with uh, with Charlotte in mm-hmm. the really weird-looking natural selection. Yeah. And then her attacking Bianca Belair for reasons. Just to get heat, which is fine. So... Yeah, I think this was just a means to an end to move on to the inevitable. Mm-hmm. I'm just happy that the NXT NXT Women's Championship is going to actually be at Mania. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I am giving this a three. Because I did not think this was the best match on the card. Mm-hmm. In fact, if anything, this is the most disappointing match on the card. Even more disappointing than Street Fight. It was a bit lukewarm, man. It was a bit lukewarm because we both, we all knew what was going to happen. Bianca was going to lose. And like you said, the only one who gave a crap about this match was Bianca. Who, bless her heart, she went in there and she gave Ripley a good run for her money. Mm Mm-hmm. There were some spots in there where we're sitting there scratching our heads going, what the hell are you doing? doing yeah and and just like right in the middle it just became kind of a snore fest and i i don't know whose fault it is i would love to point the finger of blame but i don't know who to blame because bianca went in there you know all geared up ready to go ripley went in there and ripley got her spots in too I don't know if it was just booked weird or whatever the case may call for. Or maybe, you know, my brain was taken out of it because we knew what was going to happen. Rhea was going to retain. But it just felt like in the middle, it's like they weren't trying. It, it was kind of like with... <clears throat> it's it's kind of like um, Brock and Ray having a feud while yeah. Brock was going to face Kofi on SmackDown. Yeah. You didn't care about Kofi because you know he was going to lose. Yeah, you knew it was going to happen. Same thing with this. Yeah, so that... So that... Overshadow booking. Yeah, thank you. So, yeah, it's... It was kind of... It was disappointing, even with Charlotte coming out and, you know, post-match assault. That was disappointing as hell to me. I was... I expected... Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's because I have a high standard with the women's roster on NXT. I'm not sure. But I expected better. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get it. No. So I'm angry. Next <sighs> match. Next match on the card was the NXT Tag Team Championship match. Between the Brozerweights and uh, Fish and O'Reilly. Yes, yeah, so uh, the <laughs> entrances. Uh, well, this, this, this entrance... Was great. Uh, you had the Brozoids come out in the golf cart with the uh, how much fish could Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish. 
T-shirts. T-shirts. You had the sing-along with the fish bouncing. I'm sorry, that was perfect. And then you had the side titantron with Bobby Fish on the head of fish. It was great. And then they obviously attacked them for being uh, geeks. Yeah. And uh, the match begins and some good some good salt stuff. A lot of, uh, a, a lot of um, what was it, miscommunication mis- spots with uh-huh. the Brozoweights, which is... To me, was a great story. It's like, you know, these guys, yeah, they won the Dusty Classic, but can they handle the pressure of becoming tag team champions? Yes. Because they haven't been tag teams for a while. Mm-hmm. Whereas Red Dragon, they've been tag teaming since ROH. Yeah. Hence they, the reference. Yeah, they don't even want to talk to each other. It, so, it, they don't even have to talk. They just get, they have to look at each other. And they so, don't. yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Sorry to interrupt. Um, you, all, you had the finish by Fish and O'Reilly to a two count. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had a nice double team move to finish the match mm-hmm. by Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle. And the Brozoweights are your new champions. Which, I'm sorry, but yay! So, um, this to me was the best match on the card. Mm-hmm. Four and a quarter. I'm going to agree with you, and I'm going to say four and four and a half. Okay. Because everything in it worked. The t-shirt, the sing-along, the freaking Bobby Fish puppet animation mm-hmm. thing. And, of course, on that golf cart you failed to mention was the Dusty Classic Trophy. True. And I thought that was like, that was a cute little ode, and I thought that was adorable. Mm-hmm. And just seeing the sheer, what I always like at the end of a match is, especially when we get new champions, seeing the pure joy. Yes, that's what made it nice. Just that's the, what made it perfect. Because you can clearly tell that they were underdogs, mm-hmm. you know, not tag team, not not being a tag team for a long while. And, and no one was taking to, them seriously. And for them to put up a fight mm-hmm. and make it convincing, and them getting the win was a true culmination of that tag team. Kind of like the bar. Yeah. So that was great. So I, I'm giving this a four and a half. Definitely the better, definitely the best match of the night. Worth rewatching. Yeah. Again. Told a great story too. That's it what I love. Wonderful. Every everything made sense. So big man. I give it a four and a quarter. Okay. I mean, I love the again. We're all in <laughs> conjunction. That was the greatest. Wrestling entrance in WWE history. One of them. No, Top in five. My opinion, no, in my opinion, that's the number the, one. The best in NXT history. Oh, by a freaking light year. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Finn. Sorry, Finn. <laughs> well, Finn's was good up until that. He that. Pit, he, up until he pitched the demon. Yeah. Finn can only wish he could do it that good. Finn can Bobby Roode is a boy among men. He really is. I bet, they both, I bet they both sat there and looked at it and go, aww, we could have done that. Bobby went, I can't touch that. I, I and then just turned and walked away back to his mansion. I'm going away. I'm going home. <laughs> anyway. Well, he just shook his head in disappointment. Anyway, you said. It's just me. It was a great tag team match. Worth it in the end? Oh, of course. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Alright, so next match, sir. Is the uh, last match on the card. And uh, I'm going to take this back seat to this one. Mm-hmm. 
because I'm handing the soapbox and the axe and the grinding stone over to Frosty. I'll, I'll go last, dude. You're going to go last? Okay. Yeah, so, last. you have the NXT Championship match, the Adam Cole. Baby. Damn it. I didn't say it. Versus Gargano. Or versus, yeah, Gargano, Gargano, Gargano. No, Ciampa. earlier. Tommaso Ciampa. What's the difference? <laughs> okay, mister. In this match, seriously, in this match, what's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> they both got their ass kicked. All right, fair. But at least there wasn't that much shenanigans involved in this one. Okay. <laughs> L-I-Y, lose it yourself. <laughs> oh, man. So I'm going to, I gave it a two-quarter. Mm-hmm. I'm just getting three-star. Just because... It's a championship match and Adam Cole's on it. Outside of that, it wasn't really anything special. Which is weird to say. Very strange. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give it a three as well. Mm-hmm. This was not... This was um, a match that's... It's it's getting prototypical at this point. It's getting... We can see the formula. I, I can I feel like I'm Neo when I found out that in the first Matrix movie when I found out that I'm the one I can see the code. I can see the code, and I don't like it. Um, just like, and then of course came the spot that we all hated, but we should have seen coming from a mile away. So while it was a good match, could have been better. Leaving it alone. Frosty. Mm, I'm trying to be fair on this. Take so. a deep breath. Cool. Right. <laughs> uh, I do, I I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a, a bit of a higher grade, three point five. Okay. Um, the match was enjoyable. I'm not gonna lie. Um, obviously you have Champa wanting his Goldie back, and you have Adam Cole and his goons. Mm-hmm. Uh, because shenaniganry happened in this match, which is why I can't give it any more than a three and a half. Okay. Uh, Champa did great. Adam Cole did great. There was a lot of false finishes, which is the pattern with any Champa Gargano Adam Cole match. Yeah. So, like you said, I've seen the code coming. Yeah. So it's 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 stere- it's stereotypical at this point. But um, the one thing that I dislike. Mm-hmm. Is the bringing it back to two years ago with Champa and Gargano? Because Champa was on the verge of winning, he was going for the belt to knock out Cole while the referee was down. Gargano grabbed the belt, hit Champa. Adam Cole takes advantage, gets the win. So I'm just like, what was the whole point? <laughs> <laughs> of getting what like I don't get why they want him it's like do they really want Gargano to turn heel that bad and to keep having this feud it's like oh he cost him he I'm like just give Ch- I'm like just give Ciampa a fair advantage oh or no, better yet just have the match end in the DQ yep have the match in the DQ, bring it up in a steel cage match at Tampa, Ch- uh, Ciampa wins. Because that's what everyone's rooting for. Get the belt off Adam Cole. He's had it for long enough, in my opinion. Yep. He's had that, dom- the Untreated has, has a dominant reign, so I wanted to see a continuation on their feud instead of 
bringing it back to Gargano and Ciampa. I'm just like, what's the excuse now? Gargano already had his comeuppance against... Gargano already had his retribution against Ciampa. Mm-hmm. So why bring it back? Because they have nothing else better to do for the two of them. Which is weak. It's just like... It's weak. Out of all... It, it is weak. And I'm just like, out of all brands, NXT to do this. Yeah. I don't get it. Hopefully they explain it, but that to me, that just... That... that my brain malfunctioned. Yeah. And it... it I, could, I could hear the cracks and I could see the smoke of your brain just popping because you were not happy about this match and a lot of people were not. And we're already seeing the memes pop up on Facebook. A big man when we were off air showed us a, a picture of... <laughs> Freaking of John, J- John, Johnny Strowman saying, I'm not finished with you to Ciampa. Well, no. Yeah, like this, looking well, all this brain one, This one had Gargano and Ciampa looking like... Freaking eighty year old man is said NXT Takeover Brooklyn thirty five Fight Forever November twentieth, twenty fifty. They're gonna be fighting for each other's pensions now? Like, uh, no, yeah, well, pretty no, much. This one this one had a wheelchair match. You know, this one's stipulation was loser leaves the nursing home. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised. Oh man. Alright, so there was one thing after after NXT went off the air when they switched to WWE Facebook mm-hmm. and they do their typical post with Kathy Kelly and yeah, post over post takeover interview with Triple H this was Kathy Kelly's last night uh-huh. with the, the, the company period so Triple H gave a nice little nod to her saying that I will acknowledge anybody who gives their blood sweat and heart to this company, regardless of time or tenure with us. Aww. And then uh, the Undisputed Era came out, mm-hmm. not as a heel. Aww. But they came out and unofficially made Kathy Kelly the fifth member of the Undisputed Era and gave her a box of Voodoo Donuts. Oh, that's awesome! Voodoo donuts are some of her favorite donuts, and they're and they're centralized. They're centralized in, in Portland. Portland. That's awesome. That's good for the, good for them. I'm glad they did that. So, best wishes to Kathy. It's a shame that she's going. She was under, in my opinion, underutilized. Yes. In mm-hmm. the company, agreed. I think that if anybody should have been the full time commentator, it should have been her on NXT. Yes. Because we all know her from NXT. Yep, I agree. We all know Beth Phoenix from the main rosters. Yep. So why isn't she up there? I can, I can a, see why she's instead, not there. Mm-hmm. She is. No, I can see why she's not on the main branch. She is. No, I'm talking about Beth Phoenix. I thought that she was on commentary. No. For NXT she is, but not for all SmackDown. Well, yeah, take a deep breath. <laughs> yeah, to, uh, uh, okay, just, just to summarize this. On Raw, you got Vic Joseph, Dio Madden slash Mojo, whoever, and uh, Jerry Lawler. SmackDown, you got Cole and... Uh, Cole Graves. Corey Graves. And we forgot about him. Oops. And uh, <laughs> on NXT, you have Nigel. Okay. You have uh, Marwan Nalo and Beth Phoenix. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. 
You got Tom Phillips on UK. So, this so all in all, what did we give? What do you? What do we grade this show? A minus. Okay. And uh, all in all, yet another solid. Yeah, I give it a B plus plus. Uh, Portland takeover. Well, another solid takeover. Yeah. See, I give it a B plus plus. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing as an A minus, but it has two pluses. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't want to be negative. No, he doesn't want to be positive. Ah. No, I am being positive. By You're being the one being negative. Because you gave it an A you minus. Gave, you gave it a minus. I gave it a plus. Yeah. So B I'm plus, to... not A plus. My grade is still higher. Go. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. I said a B plus plus, which is the same thing as an A minus. It doesn't matter, dude. All right. <laughs> it's like pi. It's still 3.14. Go ahead. <laughs> 1562244. All right, children. I will turn this car around and we're not going to Universal. How do you like that? Good, because I don't have to go back there tomorrow. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just give it a flat A. Boo. Oh, shush. Um, just a flat one. Things could have been a lot better, but still in the end, it was... They had some really good solid matches, especially the tag team match. Mm-hmm. So... I, I would probably put that in contendership with match of the year. So, but that is just me, though. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with our main event. Woohoo! Are you ready? It is your main event of the evening. Woo! British Bulldogs going into the Hall of Fame. Eighteen years in the making. Took you long enough, mother. Mm, okay, I'm done. <laughs> uh, was it Pothamus or what? Pothamus entry. A posthumous. 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 Thank you. I can't. I didn't know how to. Word. I didn't know how to say it. Either. Which I think he'll be. I think they call it now the Legends portion of the Hall of Fame. No, that's something different entirely. Um. Which I think is stupid. You have the Hall of Fame, and they have the Legends Hall of Fame. Well, it's What's like the fucking difference between a posthumous Legacy and Hall of Fame. But still, even a Legacy Hall of Fame. Everybody like like people beyond the Golden Era is what they're trying to get at. Like the like the forties and the twenties, like the Gotch and Hackenschmitts and Lunguses okay. and but the, to the me, Crusher and the Butcher and all that. Well, I mean, granted the Crusher. The Crusher and the Butcher deserve to be flat-out Hall of Famers. The, bru- dick, uh, the, bru- dick, the Bruiser, Dick the Bruiser. Yeah, but my, my thing about it is, is if you say, oh, yeah, well, they're in the Legacy Hall Grand of Fame. Grand Wizard. That, that, to me, is like, oh, you just tarnished their reputation by putting them in a Legacy Hall of Fame, I, not I, in the Hall of Fame. No, it's, it's literally them grouping the guys together because of the fact that the Hall of Fame was announced right around the time where most of them were deceased. I understand that. But so it's like so instead of sorry to interrupt, but instead of having all of the deceased wrestlers being announced one year at a time, we're just grouping together. I agree, but at the same time, do it like the NFL does. If you go to Canton, Ohio, and you look at the NFL Hall of Fame, yeah, they have them split up into classes. They also split them up into eras. So if you have somebody in the twenty twenty Hall of Fame class that played or coached in the 80s, he was put in the 80s wing. Or in the 50s wing. Or the AFL wing. Or the NFC, or the AFC, yeah. 
the AFL wing, or the NFL, or what was it, the, the American football wing. It's going to be hard with certain wrestlers, though. So some wrestlers' careers stem 30 or 40 years. I understand that, but then for those, you put them in where they were most known for. Like Undertaker, for instance. 90s? The 90s, 2000s. The, the, the Attitude my, Era. My point, exactly. But like you, but then you got people like The Rock. Yeah. Where? 90s. 2000s. The late 2000s for me. Late 2000s? Early talking, 2000s? No, I'm talking like... 07, 06, 07. He wasn't around. He was gone by 03. That's when he filmed uh, Not the Rundown, Walking Tall, and then he just went on to more movies. Speaking of The Rock, did you see, I posted up on the group about the, they did a little mini doc series. Little mini doc about his flight down here. To the Performance Center? Yep. Yep, I saw that. I like that it's like they didn't focus on the relationship between him and Simone and he didn't treat him treat her as his daughter nope treat him like hey you're one of the boys so I'm gonna treat you as one of the boys although I thought it was cool when he decided to suplex her (laughs) well he was talking about like this whole segment was talking about selling between a face and a heel Uh he's talking about a realistic a realistic turn to go into uh, the take home Right. So I thought that was pretty cool that he's in there and it's just like, oh, I remember watching him on Impact. I remember watching him here. Oh, she was here. She was there. It was pretty cool. And the fact that the referee was even in wrestling gear and wrestling. Uh-huh. But then again, most of those, most of the referee, the Fed or the E are all former wrestlers. True. With the exception of A the seniors. Handful. I would say who are now that's why I said the senior refs the senior refs are probably the only grandfathered in yeah who are trained to be referees because that's a different training in itself oh yeah um yes so in other news uh-huh. let's talk about the Val Venus comments uh, on on Nyla Rose Winning the championship, him apologizing to the real slash biological females about how they're not getting over, blah blah blah, and I'm just like Val, do you even watch WWE? Yeah, I was just gonna say. <laughs> I mean, I mean, well, Sean Morley, do you watch WWE? Like, no, have you have you watched AEW's women's division? Nala Rose is perhaps one of the credible ones that they have. Say one of three that they have right yeah. now. Yeah, yes. right. In, in all, in all honesty. That's her, mm-hmm. Britt Baker, mm-hmm. and um, oh god, what the hell is that? Statlander. Scott Statlander. Mm-hmm. Chris Statlander. Mm-hmm. Those are the three credible ones in there. Yes. And then you have other ones waiting in the wing that you're not using as wrestlers. You're using them as a valet and the bunny. Exactly. Before. So. But the, and Val Venus wonders why he'll never be in the WWE Hall of Fame. Because I don't think he cares at this point. I don't think he really gives a damn. I mean, he's he's growing pot wherever he is. He's true. It, it shouldn't shock me at this point. It. I mean. But not all potheads are stupid. Yeah, all not all potheads are dumb, but it's like. But they can. But a majority of the potheads are probably looking at it, going, "Dude, I don't know what you're smoking, but you need to stop." 
You need to take choose a different strand or some shit. He's, he's the same person who uh, trashed on Melina and John Morrison. Yeah, he's so the ringside news got. Sorry, but to cut you off, the ringside news got me to laugh. They made a meme of him currently in his towel, going "Hello, biological ladies." Yes, that's that's uh, what I was referring to. But, but yeah. apparently, he fired back after being called a transphobic asshole. Well, he is being a transphobic asshole. His comments do, does his comments state that. Mm-hmm. And. You know, I can probably go on a tangent about how there's how there's still sexism, homophobia, there's transphobia, still, and wrestling. There, still, yeah, there's still racism. Like, and still racism. Yeah, it's so. one second, Mister. And so it's to a point of mm-hmm. it's getting ridiculous because it should. Because to me, at the end of the day, it shouldn't freaking matter. Mm-hmm. She's credible. She's a good champion. We've actually been wanting the belt on her for a while. It made yeah. I was about to say she should have been the inaugural champion. To be honest, exactly. Her or Britt Baker. Her or Britt Baker. Exactly. I could see the the, I could see the two of them feuding in in the future, and I and I hope it's a good one. So, Mister Morley, shut the hell up. Eat your Twinkies and shut up. This is his uh, snippet from a late night podcast that he was on. Where he defended his Comments. comment. It's like, what facts do you rely on that will prove uh, that will prove your delusional and insane libertard claim that I am somehow transphobic in any way, shape, or form? I won't hold my breath for a valid answer. But yet, you just called somebody who is trans, not a woman, and saying that she doesn't deserve. To be in as a champion, even though she's gone through, not, I think, if not a complete transformation. And he feels sorry for all the real women out there who can't get book. Pro- I just do, just sit down. I was about to say, he's putting himself into a hole right now, and I'm just like, you're not doing yourself any favors. No, you're really not. You're really, really not. In this age of the internet, we're. The internet is forever. The internet can make or break your career and life. Uh, pretty much. So basically, I mean, he's allowed to have an opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, stating that forward. He's but, allowed to have an opinion. Right, but he's not owning up to it. No. He, instead, he's... But the thing of it is, it's like, it's really... I don't know. That kind of attitude is just gross to me. Where at least if you look at some of the older wrestlers from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, they own up to it. They're like, yeah, I fucking said it. Who gives a fucking rat's ass? There was even one in like the... If I remember right, there was like one in the 80s or something who was accused of forcing men into sexual acts because uh, for ring time. Yes. I mean, I remember the stop story. me. I don't remember the person's name to save my life, but that, but that was a real thing. Mm-hmm. And There's a lot of shady promoters back then. Shady promoters, shady promoters, shady wrestlers. You know, we could probably do a deep dive one day into the dark side of. We're not going to do that. Go on WrestleMania, watch the Behind the Titan Trunk series. Or we can just suggest that. <laughs> But yeah, it can be kind of gross, so be prepared. If you have a weak stomach, don't eat. Yeah. But anyway, sorry, continue. 
But um, I mean, that's pretty. That's pretty much it. Like, it, I, I, I'm just like this, you know. Mm-hmm. Let the person define themselves, mm-hmm. not who they are. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. And it's like I'm a big believer in actions speak louder than words, anyway. Yes. And I will to end this on to cap this up on a bright note. Nyla was like, because someone had pointed out that Jim Ross used the phrase king of the mountain, to which she said, stop, to which she said something on Twitter along the lines of, listen, it was an expression. It's okay. I'm not mad. In fact, if anything, a girl could be a queen. Why not? A girl could be a king. Why not? We mentioned this before. Yes, yeah. I have. So moving on to a more controversial subject, in my opinion. Why the fuck is Undertaker coming back at Mania and facing AJ Styles at that? Mm. <laughs> because Money. reasons. Money. He's but got three way, daughters. He needs to put through college. I, I don't mean, know. You want to have? The, I mean, you might as well call the shows in Saudi Arabia the Legend Showcase if that, that's the case. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> so I wish I could show you all this, but I will show Frosty because we know Frosty loves him some WWE 2K. And this goes to it when your character gets stuck in a glitch. True. <laughs> I've seen that. I've seen that. Shaking the ropes, yeah. Oh, that was great. What was that, Ricochet? No, that's uh, Montez. Montez. Oh, Mon- oh, I remember. Yeah. That just yeah. happened on Monday, uh, last night. Yeah. Oh, what happened again? Yeah, well, he did it before. Yeah, but this time, apparently, his tag team partner and the uh, Viking Raiders are like, come on. Come on, we gotta go. We gotta go. He's still shaking. It's kind of like it's kind of like Draymond Green being frozen at the press conference. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, bless. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen. uh, Thank you all for tuning in, and we will catch you the next time we do this. That'll be three sweet. We out.